Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys. Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) I'm going to dive right in because I have a call. I have a group coaching call for The Nest tonight, my spiritual membership and community. And those suckers are going to be waiting for me. So I got to do this lickety split. Now, last week, uh, my podcast, I talked wicked fast, but I heard from a few of you but you that you were able to keep up just fine. And in fact, several of you have admitted to me that you actually listen to podcasts on like 1.25 speed anyways. <laughs> so you just got to listen to me on normal speed and you didn't have to use the hurry up and talk faster button. <laughs> So today, you guys, here's, here's, here's the topic. The topic is called, you can't force it. You can't force it, people. Now, I'm going to tell you what made me start to think about this. Well, several things. You know, sometimes, sometimes an idea comes through. You know, people will talk about uh, the shower gods. I'm doing air quotes, the shower gods. Uh, some people do their best thinking. I know a lot of famous writers who, before they wrote, they would always go out and walk. They would move their body. They would get themselves into a pattern or a rhythm of breath and movement. Um, and I also know for me, a lot of times I do my best thinking when I'm driving. And there's a lot of reasons why that is. There's a lot of reasons why the shower, the water, um, the relaxation, what happens in the brain, the driving of doing something almost automated, even though we have to be present so we don't crash and kill each other. But there's a reason why these things come to us then. But that's not what this, that's not what this episode's about. <laughs> but I will say, um, Sometimes I'll just get an inspired idea and it's about one thing, but today's topic, you can't force it, um, came to me from a couple of different things that I've been thinking about. So let me just start off with a little story. You know me, I love, I love to tell a story. Uh, unfortunately, this story is a little sad. I'm going to do my best not to cry while, while I'm telling this story. Uh, it's going to be short, but so those of you who know me, you know that I am the mom to uh, used to be seven, but now six furry kids. So I have four dogs one crazy cat, Toby Pajamas, and uh, my bunny, Binky Buttons, uh, queen of Binklandia, who's actually right over there. Well, you can see her, the edge of her crate. So she's always up here while I'm doing these things. So um, my oldest dog, uh, Buckminster Biscuits, Bucky Biscuits, Buckaroo Buckets. <laughs> he is uh, Kirby Pucket. I mean, we have a thousand names for him. And um, long story short is he is 14. And he is going through um, kidney failure right now. Oh, my heart. It just hurts me so much. And Buck has not been like an easy dog. I mean, he's tiny. He's little, little. He's like a little guy. He was my first ever small dog. uh, And he's 14. And this is just part of the deal, you know. And I always say about animals that... um, You know, you go into the relationship knowing that more than likely they are going to die before you, that you are going to be in for um, a hell of hurting. (laughs) You you go, I always say you go into the relationship knowing it's going to end in heartbreak, 
but you do it anyways because the love is worth it and the experience is worth it and the connection is worth it. So Buck is such a mama's boy. So my my previous like super wicked attached dog in a healthy way, but like we were attached to each other. Abby, Abby was a border collie. She was so smart. She was just the most, I mean, <laughs> I could be biased, but she pretty much was the perfect dog. So intelligent, so fun, so gorgeous, just like, oh, she, she was my everything. And she lived to 14 too. But I will say this about that relationship. I needed her with Abby girl, I needed her. But with Buck, oh, I'm trying not to cry. He really needs me. Um, this was one of those relationships where he really just needed the right home and he needed somebody to love him. So now that his little body is shutting down, um, you know, I'm one of those people who I've had animals my whole life and I have learned, um, you know, the hard way uh, from watching, right, uh, and learning but I always say I, I will not out of selfishness um, keep him here any longer than he's supposed to be here. I have no interest um, in, you know, I always say we have to love them enough to let them go. But the reason why I'm giving you all this backstory is currently right now, um, it's hit and miss with him about eating. So he's on a little appetite uh, stimulant. Uh, he gets a little Pepsid in case his tummy gets upset because that's one of the things that happens with kidney failure. Um, and I haven't to really told anybody about it. I just a couple of, you know, a couple of close friends know. Um, and uh, my sister knows and my cousin knows, whatever. And of course, my sweetie knows because he lives here. Um, and so I haven't really been talking about it, but it's inevitable. It's inevitable that it's going to come and it's going to happen. And it'll probably be sooner than I like, but I'm not going to make him stick around. But so when it comes to feeding time, you know, he hasn't eaten breakfast and I don't know how long. Uh, he does not do a first meal of the day anymore for whatever reason. And there are some days when we can, he'll eat his treats, like he'll eat his treats, but we can't get him uh, to eat his dinner. And here's the whole point. You can't force it. I cannot force him to, you know, with a bunny, it's different. Like there was a time when Binky, um, the thing with rabbits is they cannot go more than 24 hours without eating they will suffer and ultimately die so if a rabbit doesn't eat for a day it's a wicked big deal and you have to literally force feed them or it's over uh, i had that experience once with her for a couple of weeks it was hell on earth never want to do it again and she's pushing like all of our animals you guys just so you know kk is going to be crying probably a lot on some episodes in the next few years um but all of our animals are on the high end range you know they're all like up there we have two at 14 one at 11 uh her at eight and then the other two littles are um you know nine so it's like oh jesus christ it's just going to be awful <laughs> it's just like trying to like emotionally and mentally and spiritually prepare myself for the physical loss um but so like i can't force buck to eat I'm not going to syringe him. I'm not going to IV him. The dog, he's 14. And this is just a part of life. And so, so often as humans, we try to force things. We try to fight reality. We don't want it to be the way that it is. And so we try to impose our will on each other, on the environment, on animals. Like it's just because we're insane. Like when you just accept that humans are crazy. And we don't, a lot of people do not have really good tools for navigating 
their fear, their pain, their upset, their grief, their trauma, right? And this is why, you know, part of the reason why I do the work that I do in the world as a spiritual mentor, how, why I try to help people, um, you know, transform their stories, the stories that they tell about themselves, what happened to them, their lives. And so much of this work is about through divine alchemy, really being able to find meaning, to find forgiveness when it's appropriate, right? All those things. And some people we will say like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have a whole forgiveness conversation right now, story for another day. But I love to try and help people to navigate this whole human being experience, right? With having spiritual tools in their toolkit so that they can move through the world uh, with more happiness and more peace. Because here's the thing that I know, you could be happy and you could be peaceful. <laughs> I know this for a fact. And I know because I've been through my own trauma, drama and shit. And I'm continually always working on myself. You know, I'm always doing the work. Um, but here's the thing, you can't force it. And you can't, on that note, force people to do work. You can't force them to do the very thing that is necessary for them. I know that Buck needs to eat to probably stay alive. And there's going to come a point where I'm going to have to say, okay, he, he hasn't eaten. You know, dogs can go for a little bit without food. Like I said, he's doing his treats. He's eating like some days he'll eat like a whole like two meals in one meal like all of a sudden he'll get a surge and he like eats and you know he's not as we can see right now he's not suffering but he is shifting he's on his way out right we can see the process that's already happening um and my job is to love him my job is not to keep him here and to force my will on him of course i want him to eat like every day it's like oh buck i just wish you would eat right but it's the same thing with people like if you've ever known someone uh, who has uh, been struggling or suffering from um, substance uh, overuse or abuse or addiction or whatever, all the different names for it, right? Then, you know, and some of us know it firsthand. We've had friends who have struggled uh, in, with alcoholism or with narcotics or cutting a thousand ways that we can, we can hurt ourselves, right? Uh, harm our physical bodies and stuff like that. Um, and when somebody is hell-bent on um, not getting sober, <laughs> you know, not getting clean, not, you know, stop doing all the stuff that they're doing, you can't make them. And I, I've shared this story before, you know, my sweetie had a friend who unfortunately, you know, ended up in the hospital. This was many, 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 many years ago, ended up in the hospital. Uh, and he went to see him and he was like, dude, you know, if you don't stop, like he had overdosed and he's like, if you don't stop, you know, you're going to die. And he just knew, he said, I knew when I left that, that, that he probably wasn't going to stop. And there's no amount of love. There's no amount of wishing and praying and wanting and begging. You know, when somebody is in that cycle, that's, that's, that's them. You can't make them stop. Just like you can't make people love you. You can't make people change. People have got to want to do that for themselves. They have to come to a place where they love themselves enough, you know, where they, they have a shift in perception about their own human value, where they respect themselves enough and they treat themselves with enough kindness and compassion that they stop doing those kinds of things. And I think as a coach or as an entrepreneur or anybody who leads or guides people, right? Whether it's a team of employees, whether it's like a membership like I have, whether you're a coach that has clients, like I also have, I have one-to-one, -one, you know, spiritual mentoring clients. Here's the thing that we all know. We cannot make people 
do the fucking work. <laughs> we can't make people do it. You can want it for them. I always say it like this. I always say it like this. I, I always say this. So there's a great quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson that says, um, God enters through a private door into every individual. And I always say to people, look, part of my work is helping you to, to, to create and develop a, a deeper connection, a deeper relationship to yourself, to your source and to spirit. I'm not telling you what to call it or what it is. I always say there's a door though whether you call it God or universe or Jesus or source or higher self, I don't care in a teacher, I don't care what you call it. I would say, but there is a door. Now I can take you to the door. I can show you that there's a door. I can tell you that there's a door and I can point to the door, <laughs> but I cannot make you open the door or walk through it. You know, if you think about a physical, um, if you think about like I, I keep laughing. I'm trying to say a fitness trainer, but I keep thinking about gym teachers yelling, <laughs> yelling at us when we were kids. But you know, a personal trainer, he can give you the diet, right? He can tell you your macros. He can tell you, like you know, your your strength training. He can tell you how many reps. He can tell you all the things, but he cannot make your ass pump the iron, lift the weights, stop eating the Doritos, right? Nobody can do it but yourself. So when you're in a position where you have been paid, people have invested in your program, your process, your membership, whatever the thing is, sometimes as coaches, I'm just being wicked transparent. It can be really frustrating when you're just like, oh my God, because sometimes it will be like, they're not going to get the results. Cause that's the thing. That's the thing that is the, the hardest part for me as being a mentor, being a membership leader or whatever is I'll be like, if they just did the damn thing, if they just watched the modules and trainings, if they showed up on the calls, if they did the work, you know, I'm like, I know that they would have a transformation. I know that things would change. And I know double A men hands right now, double A men hands, any coach or entrepreneurs or whatever, who are listening to me right now, can hear the sound of my voice. You know what I'm talking about. And, you know, one of my mentors said something the other day where he was talking about, um, you know, he said, well, sometimes coaches will say, um, you know, if they don't get results, that's not on me. And he's like, I push back on that a little bit. And then I started laughing in my head because I'm like, well, I push back to your pushing back. I'm like, let's see how far he's going to take it. Okay. But here's how I feel about it. It is not my responsibility. It, let me, let me, let me, let me stop. Let me say it this way. It is my responsibility to meet you where you're at to show you the tools that are available to you to to do my best to encourage you to cheerlead you to guide you to support you but i am not your mother and i am not your boss and i am not your babysitter i can't make you do the heavy lifting i cannot make you want want to invest in yourself or if you've already invested in yourself to actually do the damn work that's required for the very thing that I know in your heart of hearts you want. But people self-sabotage, people procrastinate, people procrastinate via being a perfectionist, people get um, discouraged, people get fill in the blank, the thousand ways that we take ourselves out of the knees. So when you're somebody like me, who's been like a professional cheerleader pretty much my whole life, uh, I was literally a cheerleader in high school. Uh, I also played softball, et cetera, et cetera. 
but I was captain of the cheerleaders. So I know how to like, woo, like, let's go, right? Like I know how to support people and pump them up and lift them up and help them to rise. And, and like, you know, like I am the leader that's not going to give up on you. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep pushing like in a good way, not being pushy, but I'm going to keep inviting you to rise up to who I know you are as one of God's kids. I'm going to keep inviting you to the table so that you can serve yourself, so that you can be proactive in your own healing of your trauma, your drama, whatever has gone on. But I cannot make you do it. That the impetus is on the client. And I think so often, right? Now, some coaches will just get pissy and be like, well, it's not my fault that they didn't da 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 da. And what is on us is to try. First of all, I always say I try to deliver the content in a way that is consumable. You try to do it multifaceted so that there's video, there's audio, there's like different ways that people can, because everybody learns differently. So my job is to continue to do my own work. To, 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 I always say to get smart. I always I wake up in the morning. I'm like, dear God, help me to be smarter than I am. <laughs> right. To, for me to learn and to find resources and stuff like that. Cause I will say this about myself. I know myself too. I am stubborn. Hashtag you are not the boss of me. Nobody can fucking make me do anything I don't want to do. I'm going to say that again. Nobody can make me do anything that I don't really want to do. Unless it's like AKA gun to my head or something. Right. God forbid. Uh, that's a story from the other day. Uh, that's that's something. Um, but I will say, I know I know that I am responsible for my own suffering. I am responsible for my own happiness. I am responsible for my own choices. And I know that I could choose to see peace instead of this, as A Course in Miracles tells us. I know that I could choose right to see something differently right including myself or whatever and so my whole thing is this is just a little love letter to the coaches and to the entrepreneurs and also to to all the humans my brothers and sisters who maybe you have somebody in your life it could be a child it could be a partner it could be an animal it could be whatever where you are just like oh my god i wish they like you know i know people who have said you know if my dad I am not body shaming in any way. I'm just using this as an example. You know, if my dad doesn't lose weight, uh, his doctor keeps saying it's he's gonna, this is his deathbed. He's gonna have a heart attack. Like his blood pressure is so high or whatever. Um, or you might have somebody who um, is um, dealing with some mental illness and maybe they take medication and they stop taking their meds. And it's like, I can't get them to do the thing. And so sometimes all we can do you guys is just love them. Sometimes we have to love them from the right distance. And if you haven't listened to that podcast episode, it is one of people's favorites. It's such a powerful one uh, called loving from the right distance uh, or finding the right distance. I think it's called. Uh, so Google that sucker. You'll find it on my, um, my one of my back, my backlog. Uh, it's not an issue. What is it? Episodes. <laughs> So you guys, if there's anybody right now um, who is struggling with this, either in the position of um, somebody who's trying to lead something and people just aren't getting on board or whether you're finding it in your personal life, not just your professional life, but you might find it with yourself. Like, you know, you know, your own stubbornness, you know, the ways that you self-sabotage, you know, the ways that you're, um, you know, um, not doing yourself any, any friggin' favors. And so sometimes here's, here's what I say to people. Here, here are some of the options that you can do, right? Definitely love and support people. Um, you know, if you're seeing them like, like here, let me say this. I said one time, I, I said one time to a, a group of people that I was coaching, 
I said, so uh, you guys have uh, paid the money to be here, right? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, who here has uh, listened to the module or whatever? Nobody raised their hand or like one person did. I'm like, who here has actually filled out the worksheet? Who here has done the homework and the exercise and contemplated a journal? Like whatever the thing was, right? And I'm looking at them all. I go, so what you, <laughs> I don't call them motherfuckers, but I'm like, so what you motherfuckers are telling me right now, right? Uh, is that all you've invested right now is your money. And I said, and I don't want this to turn into a thing where you're going to end up resenting me because you didn't get some results or transformation because you're not doing the damn work. Like I'm just very direct and loving. I always say loving, but firm because I know how that can get turned around and turned up. And I say, this is an invitation. We had a conversation. You said, yes, you gave the money, you made the investment in yourself, then do the damn work. Because some part of you, like your spiritual team was on the job and some part of you knew that you wanted this, that you needed this. How do I know? Because you got skin in the game and now you're either running scared or you're falling into old conditioned patterns, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we can support, we can be loving, we can encourage, we can guide, we can do our best as leaders of any kind of program, event, retreat, whatever day, event, you know, whatever the thing is, a course, a membership, a program, we can just do our best to make it workable. And as all support programs and, and recovery groups and everything say, there's a reason why they say it works if you work it. <laughs> and they also say, come back because they know how long change and transformation takes, right? It's not a one and done. So it's like, it works if you work it, let's go people. So we can encourage people, we can show them the door. You know, the old saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. You cannot make people nurture and nourish themselves. You cannot make them want to be quote unquote, better, stronger, faster, like Steve Austin, man barely alive, we can rebuild him. <laughs> bigger, stronger, faster. If you're too young, my humor will be lost on you, but I'm talking about the $6 million man. So um, we can't make him do that, but we can do all the supporting and encouragement, but there comes a point. It comes a point where we have to accept that somebody else is choosing what they're doing. So sometimes the answer is we choose it. Like we, we recognize that they're choosing it, and then we have to sometimes let it go or let them go. Because like I said, it's like, imagine your trainer can't do the push-ups for you and expect you to lose the weight and get the muscles, right? It doesn't work that way. So all we can do is keep reminding people that they're loved, keep reminding people that they have the resources, keep reminding people that they're not alone, keep reminding people that there is help, that there are programs. And then if they've actually already invested a little bit, like maybe they got one foot in, you know, the hokey pokey, put your left foot in, put your left foot out. Some people will do that. They'll say, yes, I want this. I want change. They want change, but they don't want to change. And we see that a lot, especially like I see it all the time as a spiritual mentor. When, when people say, I want to be happier. I want to be more peaceful. I want to stop resenting the shit out of my mother or my father or my family. I want to heal from the awful event that happened to me. It could be anything from like, you know, being molested or raped or, or somebody, you know, a, a child dying or gr like grief work, like whatever, you know, sometimes people are like, 
um, you know, I want to do X, Y, and Z. And you're like, okay, well, have you done what you need to do? And they don't. And it can be really, again, I'm just being repetitive at this point. It can be really hard to sit there and watch it because they'll come and they'll say, this is what I want for myself. And you say, okay, I can help. All we can do is help though. We can't do it for you or for them. So if you're somebody right now who um, has been struggling with this a little bit, just keep remembering. And I love this, right? I was thinking about this, you know how, cause I'm, I'm hashtag nerd alert, hashtag, hashtag dork. <laughs> Big fan of Star Wars PS over here. Um, but you know how they always say, may the force be with you. You know, what that tells me, I always think, well, the force is within you. It's how I think about when, that's a very spiritual PS, Star Wars, just like Wizard of Oz, Wicked Spiritual, just like The Legend of Bagger Vance, like all, so many movies that are famous and powerful, whatever. They're powerful spiritual metaphors. So when Star Wars says, may the force be with you, the force is already within you. But you have to activate the power. Yoda, right, had to teach young Skywalker, young Luke, that he had it within him. His mind could do these things, right? And there were going to be times when Yoda couldn't be there. So young Master Luke had to learn how to embody the force and do it himself. And Yoda could encourage, and Obi-Wan could come in some montage, like in his head, but he had to do it. So I always say you can't force it, but they have the force to do it themselves. And sometimes it's going to be sad and it's going to break your heart. And sometimes like, you know, even in the nest, you know, I'll see somebody leaving the nest and I'll be like, oh man, if they had just X, Y, and Z. But most people, almost everybody who's left the nest, they've always left, you know, very happily given me amazing testimonials. So like, amen to that. Like I'm just fills my hat with so much gratitude, but I just wanted to do this because I can't be the only one right now who's in a situation where maybe they wish things were a little different and they wish they could change it. But the fact of the matter is that in some cases um, we are powerless, um, meaning like we can't force it, we can't do it, but we can, we can pray, we can hope, we can wish. And the thing with Buck is, is I've, even though it makes me cry like every day now, every day when he comes in first thing in the morning, you know, into the bedroom to see me, like, I just like, I'm slobbering, crying all over him. Cause I love him so much. And I'm just, ugh, I'm in the letting go process. Like I'm already in the grieving process because I know it's coming. Um, and I'm just doing my best to, 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 uh, let him go with grace. Um, and with deep compassion for myself and I'm letting myself feel all my feelings. Um, it's a really big deal to spend 14 years together, uh, for two, do two beings to, to love at the depth that we've loved. And I know that if you have obviously human children, but definitely, uh, animal children, furry kids, uh, to me, it's just as significant of, of a loss. Um, and, um, so I just want, I just wanted to send this kind of love note to people out there. If you've been struggling with this a little bit, just know that you're not alone. Just know that sometimes the answer is to uh, support and encourage some more to not give up on them. Can't do it for them, right? They've got to want to fill in the blank, get sober, get stronger, get healthy, you know, do the work, whatever. Um, sometimes we just have to accept this is where they're at. 
this is the choice that they're making, even though I don't like it, it pains me, it's difficult to watch. I, I don't, you know, all those things, bearing witness to somebody suffering. Um, you know, that's part of the work that I do though. Uh, but sometimes it's like, we have to step back and we have to let it go. We have to let them go. Uh, there's no saving them. Sometimes there's no saving, uh, especially people from themselves. And we can't make excuses for them. We can't make it easier for them. We have to let them have the experience of fucking falling down and um, blowing it and screwing up uh, because that's the only way that they learn. Like, you know, we have to give people and especially children too. Uh, I'm not saying, uh, I'm not saying that you, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Of course, you're going to care for your kids and you want the best for them, but we have to allow them to screw up once in a while and, and have the consequences or they're never going to learn that what they have within them. They're never going to understand that they can come back for things. And so again, uh, that's, that's the final thing you guys. And so I hope that this episode has been helpful to you, uh, in some way, uh, when we have to make peace with the fact that we can't force it. And, uh, we know ourselves, right? If you're anything like me, you know, people can't make you do shit. You don't want to do. So until a person is ready until they are ready, sometimes all you can do is blast them with love, right? Sometimes find the right distance, love them from the right distance. And sometimes that distance is up close and you're holding their hand and you're like, let's go. I've got you. I'm not letting you run this emotional marathon alone, right? Sometimes it's like, I've given you everything you need, like Mr. Miyagi, like wash on, wash off. Let's go. I'm giving you all the tools. Now let's put those tools to work. And sometimes you realize like, oh, there's, this is not going to end well and there's nothing I can do. And I, I, gave, I gave it everything that I could. And then you get to decide for yourself, uh, this is no longer my responsibility. This is no longer mine to fix, to heal, to change. And other people aren't asked to fix anyways, PS, by the way. So you guys, I hope this was helpful in some way. Um, I love you so much. I appreciate you so much listening to the show. Um, you guys, if you're not on, I keep trying to do this because um, I'm opening up the doors to the nest um, in September. Um, it's going to be a public launch. We're going to have some incredible guest teachers who are going to be coming in. Uh, you get group coaching with me where you get, it's not private one-to-one, -one, but you do get support, but in a group setting. Uh, and I don't think I talk about that a lot. I'm like, it's one of the cheapest ways to work with me. <laughs> I'm like working with me one-to-one -one is an investment. And so coming into the nest to me is just like a no brainer because it um, gives you, especially meaning it's a no brainer if it's right for you. Right. Because it gives you an incredible uh, supportive community of other people who are doing the work, people who are trying to be happier, healthier, uh, more whole. And when I say holy, I don't mean in that pious, creepy way, right? They're trying to be their whole full selves. They're trying to, uh, you know, handle their shit and get their mind right and become leaders in their own lives and to, 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 to play a proactive role in their own um, healing, uh, you know, to rewrite their stories of their history, their trauma, their drama, and to find more meaning and to start to live in that place of glory, uh, stepping into what I call that fearless flow of life. Um, and so it's a really powerful thing. And we have a blast. I have such killer, amazing people in the nest. I would love for you to join us. So get on the waiting list, people. Go to karenkenny.com slash nest. 
you will see it. Uh, if you click on that sucker and it says join the nest, then that means it's open and you can join the nest. But if it just says join the waitlist, get your ass on the waitlist. If, if any of the things that I talk about consistently, you guys, this is the work that we do in the nest right? Your spiritual team, your core values, uh, how to, how to navigate the world through like using lasting change, the, the, the all the, the, the secret tips and tools and like, you know, amazing things. I'm not going to name all the modules right now. <laughs> we don't get time for that. I literally have to go. I have a call starting in four minutes, but you guys, thank you for being um, a part of my podcast family. Uh, it means so much to me. Remember wherever you go, may you leave the people, the place, the animals, the environment better than how you found it wherever you go. May you be a blessing. Bye. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days and let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.